the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you'll get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Mark Longoria. Thank you once again for listening to AM630 KSLR. This is Mark Longoria. I am the Director of Ministry Development here at the radio station, and you are listening to The Warden South Texas. Specifically here today, in this segment uh, of your day, you are listening to The Church of the Week. This is a segment where we as a radio station love to sit down and feature a local Christian uh, church in our in our community to give you, our listeners, an idea about the uh, wonderful ministries that we have here available to you. You know, we so appreciate you tuning in. We so appreciate you getting filled with the Word of God, with all of our different Bible expositors uh, here on our on our station. However, we also believe that it is important that you connect to a local body of Christ, a local community church. And so we want to make sure that today you are introduced to a church right here in San Antonio, right off of Broadway Street outside of Loop 410. Uh, it's Lighthouse Baptist Church, and that's pastored by Don Ohm. He is here with us today. Pastor Don, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Mark. My joy to be here. Well, uh, Pastor Don has been on radio here at KSLR for a while. He's got a radio program called Pillars of Truth. That runs every Saturday at 12.30 p.m. and Sunday at 10.30 a.m. How long have you had this program? Uh, a little over a year, Mark. A year, awesome. Uh, okay, going great. Into our, well, well into our second year now. All right, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the, the program here on, uh, on KSLR. Um, why don't we start out, we want to make sure that everybody that is listening to us uh, has some idea about who you are as a person, where you come from, just kind of a little bit of your background, and then we'll get into talking about uh, the church itself. So give us a little bit of a background of who is this person named Don Ohm. Well, you've got to go away to a little tiny town in central Kansas. And uh, nearly 65 years ago, I was born in a town of 40 people. And, oh, wow, that and, is tiny. Uh, very tiny, a lot of them in central, uh, central Kansas. And uh, anyway, I uh, grew up uh, in a farming community and uh, all of those things and was religious but uh, really didn't know Christ as my Savior and— well, I'm going to stop you right there because some people don't know what you just said. It just kind of went in one ear, not the other. What does it mean to be religious and not really know Christ as your Savior? Well, I would say it means that you might be very faithful to a church, uh, whatever. could be any, any church. Uh, and I was. I was raised uh, in a particular church and was faithful when the doors were open. And yet I had a knowledge about biblical things, but I didn't really have a relationship with mm. Jesus Christ. Wow, that's important. Yes. Uh, we need to preach that more and more Absolutely. so that people understand that, that we need to get out of religion and just a, just a pattern of our lives where we're just expected to be at church Sunday morning and actually have a relationship with Christ every day. Yes. Okay, so that was you, and then you came into this relationship. Go on. And I came into this relationship. I uh, joined the Navy right out of high school and was a hospital corpsman in the Vietnam era, though I didn't go to Vietnam per se. I treated a lot of, or helped care for a lot of uh, military men who came back from Vietnam. God bless you. And uh, 
But it was while I was at the Naval Hospital in Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, that um, I had a high school friend sent me a gospel track, and I realized that some listeners may not know what a gospel track is. Mm-hmm. But uh, I read that uh, gospel track and came under conviction that my goodness and my religion uh, was not good enough to get me to heaven. And uh, I realized my sin, and I confessed it to God there in a barracks uh, by myself wow. and trusted Christ. That is amazing. So someone just, just mails you a gospel tract? Yes. And it witnesses to you, it, it, it yes. speaks to you, it ministers to you? Yes. Wow, that is amazing. It, it, to show the power of the gospel tracts. A lot of times people just kind of, we've forgotten about them, you know, that they even exist. Uh, and uh, we've forgotten that really, really it's our great commission to go out there and, and spread the word. And, it is. And there's, there's power in the written word. And uh, I'm a testimony of that. So what happens? You read this, I mean, what tell well, to Take I read, us through it. I read this gospel track, and uh, though, you know, I was I was good morally, and I mm-hmm. wasn't involved in what we call the vices, but I realized that even all of those things could not get me to heaven, because mm-hmm. if they could, then why did Jesus Christ have to die? Exactly. And, uh, and so I acknowledged my sin before God, and I uh, asked him to be my Savior. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a progression of growth from that time period. I had another couple of years in the Navy, and I read my Bible sort of voraciously, but didn't have a lot of guidance, and mm-hmm. there's a very important aspect of discipleship that I think is necessary for all new believers. Yeah. So how many years were you, were you in the military? I was in uh, a, little, a little over three years. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you for your service. Thank you. And now you're in God's Army. Yeah, amen. <laughs> That's awesome. Navy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, God's Navy. <laughs> All right, so uh, d- after that, yeah, did you get into Bible school? or uh, how did No, you? actually, I, um, I got out of the Navy, went to Wichita, Kansas, and uh, got a job at a medical clinic and was going to college, university at Wichita State University at night, and and searching for a church and uh, a place where I could learn the Word of God. And uh, fortunately, I met a nurse uh, that at this medical clinic who happened to invite me to a good Bible-preaching church. And mm-hmm. I went, and uh, they were forming a college and career Bible study, and that was just what I was looking for. And um, I went one Sunday and never stopped. Wow. And then how do you find out that you're, you're going to end up being a pastoring pastoring in church. Well, that's kind of a long story, too, but in the process, I was a walk-on at Wichita State University football team, and that was sort of an emphasis, and yet God was dealing in my heart all this time, and I was growing in the Word and um, being discipled, and and a whole new world of, you know, Bible knowledge was open to me. Mm -hmm. And my heart was tender, and yet I found out uh, that I wasn't going to be able to, it's a long story, but wasn't going to be able to play varsity because you had to have 24 credit hours in those days to be able to play varsity football. Um, I got asked to to uh, go to a youth camp and be a counselor, and um, I'd said no to God to a couple other ministry opportunities in mm. the summer, and uh, I felt I couldn't say no to this one, and I went and. Uh, we came back, and the youth pastor resigned, and the pastor called me and said, would you consider helping with the youth ministry? And it was, again, an open door, and I said, God, as long as you open doors, I'm going to go through them. Yeah. And that began the process of getting involved in youth ministry and then about a year later surrendering to full-time ministry. Let's talk a little little bit about your youth. I, I imagine it sometimes as you've been involved with the youth, but, uh, you know, I— 
I worry a little bit about our youth today. Society is so different from what it was even just a, a, a couple of decades back, and um, the peer pressure is so yeah. high. Yeah. Um, you know, we see all kinds of temptations on television, regular right. family hour. I don't think that there is even such a thing anymore as a family hour where you can watch clean TV. Right. Uh, how can we best um, affect our youth today? How can we really get to get to their hearts? Well, my opinion, Mark, is starts in the home with mom and dad. Mm, and point. I think we've got to disciple and ground mom and dad because ultimately they're the authority in the home. And, uh, I mean, we try to do that in churches, and obviously we live in an age where there are single parents, and yeah. we've got to try to step to the plate either to replace, not not replace, but but be there as try a father gap, or yeah. a mother or a father that may not might not be in the home. Yeah. Um, but but after 40 years of ministry, I would say it, it's really the home uh, yeah. that's the key. You know, I, I see just obviously generally speaking here that there are a lot of times where parents are expecting the pastor to yeah. do the work of the ministry for them to instruct the children. And, and the Bible is very clear that we as the parents, it's our responsibility. Exactly. Uh, and he speaks specifically to the fathers yeah. to not to provoke the children to anger, but to instruct them yes. in the ways of the Lord. So the responsibility goes right back to the parent, not so much the pastor. The pastor should yeah. be complimenting what is happening already at home. Yeah, and, and Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, and you're right. You hit you hit the nail on the head. There are so many single parent homes that it becomes difficult to have to shuffle everything you've got to work through all week long and still be the minister of the home, and uh, it's difficult. Yeah. So we got to do whatever we can, but we cannot let um, the church or the deacon or the pastor or somebody else fill in that position when the responsibility belongs belongs to us as right. parents. You were going to say? Very true. And and so I, I think the church just has to be able to be at a point that, to equip the mom or mom and dad yeah. or dad uh, if he's alone uh, and to be a great strength and encouragement and edification to them yeah. and to come alongside a, as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Well, the Bible says in Ephesians that we are to equip. Yes. God gives us a fivefold ministry to equip yeah. the saints yeah. that they can do the work yeah. of, of the, the ministry. ministry. And so it's up to... It's up to all of us, not just the responsibility of the pastor, but that everybody, everybody. be equipped. That's, it's like an army. You were talking a little bit about the Navy. Imagine if uh, you say, well, I'm not a frontline soldier or I'm not, that's not part of my job, so I'm not going to do it. Well, every joint supplies and every, every exactly. single one of us has got to be doing that. Exactly. Um, yeah, our part. Well, um, so get us beyond that now. You're, okay. you're so, over here with the teens. And so then, I'm here with the teens, and uh, the pastor said, well, you know, would you, would you help? Uh, afternoons and evenings, and I uh, went to college in the morning, and there came a point in uh, uh, December of uh, 1969 at a watch night service, you know, sort of before New Year's, and uh, that uh, my wife and I, uh, we had been married in November of that year. We met at the college-age Bible study, and uh, um, so we just surrendered. For newlyweds. Newlyweds, yeah, yeah surrendered to, to full-time ministry. Wow. And uh, so then I went full-time with the church, in youth ministry, yeah, and it was a couple of years before I actually went to a Bible college and and uh, went off from there. Though I did a lot of personal study, and yeah. obviously, well, did you always did you grow up in the Baptist church? No, I uh, no, I did not. I grew up in a Lutheran church. Like I said, I was very religious. I I knew the terminology, but yeah. there was nothing about a personal relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. So, what would you say to somebody today that says, "Okay, well, I'm listening to Pastor Don Ohm. He pastors a Baptist church. I'm not." 
per se, quote, Baptist. Uh, but I like what he's saying. I like his story. I'd like to come by. How, how do they how do they do? Is that okay for someone that's a Lutheran, a Methodist, somebody that has a different background, a Catholic, to come into uh, Lighthouse Baptist Church? Absolutely. Our doors are open to anyone, and they're open to there's if you went through a phone book, there's a million and one different kind of Baptists today. Yes. Um, and and what we preach is a relation relationship with Christ. We're we're not about making people Baptists, though we have, you know, we have what we would call historic Baptist doctrine. Yeah. But it's not about making people Baptists or getting them in the baptismal waters or it's not about whatever. denomination. No. Yeah. It's about their personal relationship with Christ, and we're going to confront people with the Word. Confront, not in a not in a uh, argumentative way, but but with the truth. Very good. You've been listening to Pastor Don Ohm. He is the pastor of Lighthouse Baptist Church here in San Antonio. The address is uh, 10400 Broadway. That's 10400 Broadway. If you'd like to give Pastor Don a call, you can do so by dialing 210-590-9590. I'll repeat that one more time. 210-590-9590. And if you'd like to search uh, on the net and find out more information about Pastor Don Ohm and Lighthouse Baptist Church, you can do so by logging on to lighthousebaptistsanantonio.org. Altogether, lighthousebaptistsanantonio.org. Services uh, at Lighthouse Baptist Church are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. as a Sunday school. Morning service begins at 11 a.m. The evening service begins at 6 p.m. And there is prayer and Bible study during their midweek service on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Once again, you can hear Pastor Don Ohm uh, here on AM 630 KSLR every Saturday at 12.30 p.m. And again, a rebroadcast of his program on Sunday at 10.30 a.m. It's the program called Pillars of Truth. Pastor, let's talk about the church itself. How did you end up here at uh, Lighthouse Baptist in San Antonio? Well, I uh, about 13 years ago, I received a call from uh, one of the pulpit search committee uh, at that particular time, uh, Lighthouse was without a pastor and uh, uh, invited me to come and uh, interview and and uh, potentially candidate to come here. What city were you at? Then? I was living in Longmont, Colorado at that particular time. Did you have any idea that you'd one day be coming to Texas? Did you want that? Um, you know, I, I, I'd never really, I'd passed through Texas one time in my life early in my ministry on my way to Mexico up in the panhandle. And so uh, no, I didn't. I, did, I never <laughs> South totally Texas. imagined I'd be in yeah. South Texas. South Texas is very different from the mountains of Colorado. Well, it is. Yeah, <laughs> or California or Canada, where I'd previously passed. Yeah, I see. So, so what makes you come to San Antonio back then? Well, the um, I came and I met with a very small group of people that was that composed Lighthouse Baptist at that time, and went through the interview process and preached, and um, they felt impressed enough to vote on whether to call me or not mm-hmm. and uh, they voted and issued a call and I prayed and uh, accepted and that began the began the process of getting us here. What were you doing back in Colorado at that point? Actually at that time I, I, I had taken somewhat of a sabbatical from ministry Okay, and uh, actually was driving a concrete mixing truck. Mm-hmm. Well it's important that we as ministers have uh, a sabbatical. It's, it's extremely yeah. important. Yeah. Uh, because we're just human, just as anybody yeah. else, and we can face burnout just as fast as anybody else. It's burning the candle on both ends. So yeah. uh, we we salute you for doing that. There, yeah. there are a lot of a lot of people that decide not to do it, yeah. thinking that it's a sign of weakness. But you know, it's uh, it's uh, necessary 
that uh, that you take a sabbatical, get some rest, regroup, get some, have some prayer time, and re- go right back at it. So you've been here now how many years? Thirteen? Uh, a little over thirteen. Yes, thirteen years. And t- so tell us about the church. Tell us about the culture of Lighthouse Baptist. Lighthouse is a a very eclectic mix of ages and mm-hmm. races and um, nationalities, and I think it's what all churches ought to be. Yeah. And uh, so we're not demographically. Um, one race, uh, we're, we're multi-race and multi-ethnicity and multi-aged. And uh, though we're not a huge church, um, there's a great, you know, demographic uh, representing everybody. Lighthouse Baptist is on Broadway. Is that right next to the bus barn? It is, right yeah. across the street. I just remember before, seeing that. Just before Wetmore Road. Yeah, excellent. I remember, yes, yeah. I remember seeing that, uh, that building there. Yeah. And you've been there. How long has that church been in that location? That church has been in that location since 1994. Okay. They originally started uh, in about 1992, uh, meeting in a home, and, mm-hmm. and eventually uh, found this property. Well, I, uh, I suppose this is a family church, so why don't you take us through the different ministries available at Lighthouse Baptist in case there's somebody that has a, maybe an elderly parent that wants uh, they want to fit them in a church, or maybe they have a newborn child. Just kind of take us through the different ministries. Certainly. We have uh, nurseries available for uh, all services, and, uh, and we have an age-graded Sunday school. So uh, children are broken out in uh, age groups, uh, you know, which obviously helps uh, teaching uh, on their level. Um, through junior high, high school, and then we have three adult uh, Bible study classes on Sunday morning during our Sunday school hour. Um, during the morning service, uh, everyone starts out in the uh, in the worship area, and uh, then about uh, offering time, we dismiss the children to go to uh, primary and uh, children's church, mm-hmm. again age graded, and uh, uh, teenagers and uh, and adults stay uh, in the main worship area. Very good. Um, do you have any any type of uh, summer things going on? Any vacation Bible school? Any uh, other types of outreaches that the church does? Well, we have uh, we we take our kids to a camp actually in uh, Ringgold, Louisiana, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, currently th- this week our juniors are at camp, and next week the teenagers will go. We'll have a VBS at the end of August, just before school starts, and. Um, so, and we do periodically uh, neighborhood outreaches, just uh, informing people about Lighthouse. Excellent. Why Louisiana? What's, what's out there? Well, it's just a good camp. Uh, it's called Southland Christian Camp, okay. and uh, we believe in investing in our young people and yeah, trying absolutely. to give them the best uh, spiritual experience from a camping aspect that yeah. they can have. And uh, we're, we're confident in that camp, and so it's worth, uh, it's worth the drive. It's about an eight-hour drive, but, uh, but it's worth the spiritual impact on the young people. Yeah. How do you see the men at Lighthouse Baptist? How are the how's the men's group or men's ministry doing? We have a solid group of men. I know sometimes people think church is just for women and children, but uh, we are we have some very fine spiritual men. Excellent. Not just men, but spiritual men, leaders of their homes spiritually, uh, you know, in a in a biblical way. Uh, of course, it's a military town. We have a lot of military and retired military here, uh, but men who had who had made a mark for our nation, but now are also making a mark spiritually. That's fantastic. If you had a special, I don't know, if you had a specialty um, in the church, and you might, um, what would it be? There are some churches that are just, they're, they love worship. I mean, they're huge worship. There are some churches that are very prophetic, you know. Um, what would be the specialty of uh, Lighthouse Baptist? Well, I would say I, I'm an ex, uh, expositional preacher, and uh, that's not always popular today. People like topical stuff. It's not that I wouldn't speak on a topic uh, 
seasonally or at other times I do. Um, but we we just, as our program is called Pillars of Truth, we just take the word verse by verse uh, through books. And uh, I preached through the book of Ephesians at morning and evening for about two and a half years to get mm-hmm. through that book. So people are confronted with the word in a verse by verse way so that no one is feels like they're getting picked on. Yeah. Um, you know, that type of thing. He, he's now the, now the Holy Spirit might get a hold of someone's heart uh, yes. with the Bible passage, but it's not that I'm on an agenda to uh, try to pick on a particular person or, mm-hmm. or an ide- ideology. Well, uh, I'm a little bit of both. I, li- I like to do both. But, uh, you know, going through the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse is so important because it really shows that you're not adding anything or yeah. twisting the word or taking something out to benefit you in a certain yeah. topic or a certain thing you're trying to get across. And uh, many times it could be perceived that way, maybe even done that way, where yeah. it's just kind of twisted a little bit to make it fit a certain mold. But when you follow the scripture verse by verse, I mean, there's really, I mean, it is what it is. It is what know? it is. And, and it's the Holy Spirit who's going to minister that word to the hearers. Yeah. And, uh, and he does that severally as he as he will just like he gifts us severally and uh and you know what one person hears from the holy spirit might be something entirely different but mm-hmm. but he ministers to us through the word and so i think that's probably if you don't want to typify a, a, a lighthouse we're gonna we're gonna confront you with the word of god in a compassionate way well sounds like jesus to me okay thanks <laughs> that's what he did <laughs> that's what yeah. that's exactly what he did um so what is your what drives you as a pastor? Because I, I would imagine, I'm not a betting man, but if I were, I would bet that there have been some highs and there have been some lows in ministry. Uh, it is, you know, pastoring a, a church, a flock, is not an easy job. Um, there's a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes. And so um, what drives you as a pastor to continue and just keep giving and keep giving? Because this is a position where you give so much and you yeah. sacrifice so much. What keeps you down that road, and what drives your passion? Well, I think the I think what drives me is 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 the example of Christ, and uh, and the and the reality of the Word. The Word says you're going to have valleys and you're going to have mountaintops. Yes, uh, that's life, uh, and the people that we minister to go through those same valleys and those same mountain peaks and trials and issues, um, and that's part of building our faith. Um, so yes, I would agree with you that we've all gone through things and some low times and some high times and yet and yet God is always faithful amen and uh, so God's faithfulness I think is the impetus to me to stay faithful that's good where do you see Lighthouse Baptist Church if you close your eyes and just kind of in prayer and intercession for the families um, what do you see ahead for for the church well, I, I see growth, and um, again, being a military town, sometimes we have people that you know get orders every three years, sure. and you, you sometimes start over with a yeah, n- not entirely, but replacing key people. And uh, but I've accepted that as as ministry in San Antonio, mm-hmm. and uh, look forward for the opportunities of the new people God's bringing us. At the end of the service, Pastor, when lights are turned off and you lock the door and you walk away. How do you measure success for that particular service? Success to me is is doing what God's commanded me to do. It's not it's not my responsibility to create success. Yeah. And the only time you find success 
in the Word of God is in Joshua chapter 1-8 when, when it's related to meditating on the Word. Well said. You've been listening to Pastor Don Ohm. He is uh, the pastor at Lighthouse Baptist Church here in San Antonio. Uh, Pastor, why don't we close out these uh, last couple of minutes by you giving a a formal invitation to our listeners that are out there. You know, we have found out that close to 50% of our listeners, as much as they love Christ and they love listening to the Word, they don't connect to a local church in the community, and we would love for them to come out and visit you. So why don't you extend an invitation? We'd like you to come to Lighthouse and check us out. We realize that not our church isn't for everyone, but the only way you'll know that is by, by coming. Um, our philosophy is everyone needs a word, a look, and a touch, and I believe you'll get that at Lighthouse, and uh, I'd like you to come and check out our services. Go to our website. Our sermons are on there. You can listen to them, get a flavor of uh, the spirit of our service, but there's nothing like an in-person visit, and uh, I'd like to welcome you and meet you and uh, uh, like you to come to Lighthouse. Well, on behalf of your friends here at AM630 KSLR, we want to echo those words and invite you to come out and visit Pastor Don Ohm in person uh, at Lighthouse Baptist Church. If you've got a pen, get it ready, because I'm about to give you the information that you'll need to have in order to go out there and visit them. Uh, if you're near a computer or you want to just write this down, the uh, to find out more information about Lighthouse Baptist Church online, you can simply go to lighthousebaptistsanantonio.org. That's lighthousebaptistsanantonio.org. And uh, if you'd like to call Pastor Don, ask him a few questions, maybe talk to him a little bit before you head out there this coming Sunday, then do so by calling 210-590-9590. I'll say that one more time. It's 210-590-9590. And uh, the address for Lighthouse Baptist Church is 10400 Broadway. That's 10400 Broadway. Morning services start at 11 a.m. However, Sunday school begins an hour before that at 10 a.m. Evening service on Sunday is at 6 p.m. Midweek service uh, on Wednesday uh, for prayer and Bible study. That's at 7 p.m. And don't forget, you can always hear Pastor Don Ohm here on the radio. Uh, Pillars of Truth is the name of the program that airs every Saturday at 12.30 p.m. and again on Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Pastor, it was great to have you. Any closing comments? My joy, Mark, and uh, we encourage people to tune into the Word in South Texas. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day. And for everybody out there that's listening, don't change that dial. Listen to AM 630 KSLR right here, the Word in South Texas. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM 630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you've got a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church If you would like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.